Hello and welcome to Be You Bloom. I'm Jessica, your mind strategist, certified hypnotherapist, and I am so passionate about helping you build positive psychological capital. That is mental capital. What's in your mental bank? Are you operating from deficits or assets? Backed by science and something that you can learn to do for yourself with proper training, tools, and techniques. So hopefully this is a platform that you come to to find inspiration, and to become equipped and to add to your toolbox. So recently I wrote this article and I've been wanting to share it with you. And there are some articles that I will share here because some of you like to listen versus reading it. And we all learn in different kinds of ways, whether we're auditory or visual learners. So I thought this is definitely one I don't want you to miss. So how many of you, when you're getting ready in the mornings or you're traveling to work, uh, you are listening to YouTube podcasts, so many of us, right? The numbers are insane. And so one morning I came across Vlad TV, which I'm a huge fan of Vlad TV. Shout out to Vlad. I love his voice. I just love the questions he asks. He's just asking the kind of questions that all of us want to know. He hits it spot on and uh, he has very interesting uh, people that he interviews. And it's so vast from rappers and hip hop artists to actors, to mafia hitmen, (laughs) so many different people to Mr. Dan Pena, who is a high performance success coach for executives. He says that he has created the most or coach the most millionaires and billionaires of anyone. So of course, I wanted to know who is this person. And uh, I had no idea who he was prior. So I was excited to be exposed to someone new. And so at the time of my article, um, Vlad TV already subscribers count was at 4.55 million subscribers. So if you're not subscribed, you might want to check it out. So here we go. Let me share with you a little bit about this, because as I listened to Dan and I went to listen to some other videos, I haven't listened to so many others that there's there's a lot of them online. Um, Some I would say I was like, oh, my gosh, he did not just say that or he did not just use that word. You know, so there are moments uh, beware, listener, beware that your ears might want to shut down because you might be. feeling sensitive to what he is saying or triggered or something can happen like that, just putting it out there. So, but when he was interviewed by Vlad, there were things that he has said that just really stood out and made me want to think even more deeply about it. And that's just the person I am anyway. I'm very, very introverted in that way. I'm very reflective. I very much after even difficult exchanges will go within myself and will challenge myself, will ask what I could have done better or where I could have grown or where I'd like to grow moving forward, right? And I also check in and I, and there are times when I'm just like, wait, no, I, I can see where this landed. I can see how come my path went this way. Wow, that's confirmation. So it's also a nice way to um, confirm the things that you have been thinking or feeling. So I do spend a lot of time with myself in that kind of way. Okay, so here we go. So recently, I was listening to Vlad TV on YouTube, and he was interviewing Dan Pena, a high-performance success coach. 
How have I not come across this brazen personality before who says he is credited with coaching the most millionaires and billionaires? Perhaps because I am Latina. You know, you guys know I'm Puerto Rican here, right? <laughs> Puerto Rican heritage. Miss Peña is of Mexican heritage. Perhaps it's for that reason that I identified with his stories of tough love and allowing children to make their own way. Do you know that Mr. Pena even said he is not leaving a dime to his children? That was interesting. So Mr. Pena does say some things, as I've warned you already, that may cause one's ears to cringe, as he certainly is not delicate in his choice of words. However, he pointed to something that perked up my ears relating to the key difference between the wealthy and the not wealthy. He identifies that difference as confidence. In fact, you guys, he actually uh, said that Early on, he probably wasted 20 years in his coaching, focusing on everything else when he wishes he had known what he knows now then. And that is that most people lack the level of confidence that is necessary. It is mandatory for wealth mindset. And he says, had he known that 20 years before, forget about it. So it is a confidence that does not shy away from failures. This is a steadfast confidence that dearly takes the gamble, even when it means letting go of all that you are sure of. Mr. Pena says that parents have between the ages of zero to six to ingrain this level of confidence in their kids. Otherwise, it will be a battle of the mind when the child becomes an adult and wonders why this level of success eludes him or her. Can anybody relate right there? I certainly can. Have you been an adult wondering why with all the fabulous ideas and uh, even your businesses, right, or partnerships or meetings that you have had, and then you wonder, wait, why have I not achieved the level of success? Now, I'm not saying you're not successful, but the level of success that Mr. Dan Pena is talking about or the level of success that you have in mind for yourself. Have you ever wondered why? And in the work that I do, it's very fascinating with hypnotherapy to find those answers within, to open up the subconscious and to guide my clients through a deep journey where they can connect and find revelations, aha moments, moments of clarity. And they are always blown away by what has been anchored into the subconscious. So of course, with my specialty, after hearing him, I wanted to delve deeper into my own background. So here's what happened. So my brain started to flood with images of my childhood, right? I recalled events during which I expressed confidence. But what permeated those memories is that my confidence seemed to be linked to the protection of others. This sparked my curiosity. Like, why? What's going on here? And how does that offset this confidence, perhaps? Does it help it? Does it hinder it? My mind was racing. Mr. Pena mentioned the names of some of the wealthiest and that what they also had in common was running their businesses with an iron hand, at times ruthless and unapologetic in their approach and delivery. So as I scrolled through my early years in my mind, I was someone who stood up for kids that were bullied. And this caused my mom to have to transfer me out of my elementary school, by the way, because I became the target. And I was stubborn as heck. I stood proud for speaking up even when I felt so alone. I could feel my heart breaking many times because I wasn't included anymore. But I chose that 
I did the right thing. I would hold on to that and say, no, this is more important. And that's how my brain started to work. And I also recalled watching my mom cry by the window in our New York City apartment in the projects, downtown Lower East Side of New York City. And I remember looking across at her and feeling that it was my role to protect her and to contribute to her happiness. So I wondered if what I saw as marked expressions of confidence were tainted by compassion. See, ruthlessness, what Mark, what, what, what um, Dan Pena, excuse me, what Dan Pena said is that ruthlessness, right? That iron hand is part of that wealth mindset. But ruthlessness is the absence of compassion. So did I have two opposing traits that would wrestle for my identity? So I replayed the times that I exhibited confidence now as an adult. So I went from childhood to adult, replaying those memories that seemed to stand out. And there it was again. My memories were connected to some form of advocacy driven by my empathy for those who cannot speak up for themselves. If you ask my inner circle, ask anybody who knows me very well, and it's in many ways a definition of who I am, the advocate. Oh, don't let Jessica get a bite of that because she will fight and not let go until she wins this. And it's usually for someone else on behalf of someone who is helpless or cannot speak for themselves. So had this trait, this heart for others, this compassion kept me from reaching an insane level of financial success that Mr. Pena talks about. Because you can imagine how I bring this into my work relationships and people that I have managed. So had it also caused me greater pains in my life than I, need, than I needed to take on? Mr. Pena might think so. I also think possibly. I'd have the intention, you see, of forging relationships, right? With great business opportunities, networking events, events at really high-end places. And I would often end up outside of the room talking with some people or one person in particular who on the outside was achieving, but on the inside struggling? Was my path taking on a different course? And so I tended to notice what others did not pay attention to. I was drawn to helping people through their pain. I would pick up on it even before they would even tell me about it. I would say, how's your spirit? And they would just look at me and the tears would well up. How's my spirit? That's an interesting way of asking, how are you? So yeah, I started doing that, asking people, how's your spirit? Because how are you is so passe. It's like the brain just passes over it. No one really wants to stop to hear the answer. And I think that my being drawn to help people through their pain started with that impression in my brain. It was that impression when I paused as a child at the corner of that wall to take in my mom's tears. I took her tears into my heart as I looked over at her. I see her sitting on the edge of the sofa. At the t- you know, where you put your hand, the arm rests. She was sitting on that, looking out, crying. And I now recognize, as you can see by my emotion, I, I, I didn't expect this to happen. I now recognize how deeply edged how deeply etched that visual of my mom crying is in my subconscious. That was the moment as a child that I decided that I wanted to contribute to protecting her and to her happiness. 
And now I wonder if that is the moment that I knew my path and didn't even know it consciously, that that became the motivation behind the work that I do today. And that is to help others build positive mental capital for more joyful living, positive mental strength so that they can get through when they're by themselves and have more joyful living every day. So as you can tell, I find Mr. Pena very intriguing. He is a mind that I'd like to explore. Perhaps he's causing me to explore my mind more. He is a combination of tough love and ruthless coaching. And so I'm curious to know his softer side. Even through some of what he says that caused me to reconsider that, I am interested still. What can I say? Perhaps it is the Latino paternal side of his nature that I find myself drawn to because I didn't have a father figure growing up. And I have this strong business side of me that people know me for as well. One could argue that I have that um, attraction towards him because I grew up not having that paternal figure. And so the brain is so fascinating. And I want you to really consider that because the brain will inspire, will be inspired to have some sort of void. And that void can either drive you in the work you do, but it can also cause a void in your heart that you're still seeking that connection on. And this develops early on. So isn't your brain so fascinating? Why wouldn't you want to take a moment to explore it? So as Mr. Pena is of Mexican descent and my mom, she was Puerto Rican, top to bottom, curvaceous, beautiful, long, dark hair, light hazel eyes. Her best friend would say when she'd walked on Delancey Street, which was a strip with stores and vendors that cars would practically crash honking at my mother. <laughs> and she, but she always had pictures with like Mexican attire hats. She loved the culture. I grew up listening to Mexican music and I love the culture so much. And I live in LA now at this point of this recording. And I love the culture so much. So in honor of Mr. Pena and his Mexican descent, let me end with this story. Years ago, I was in Zihuantaneo, Mexico. And at the town center, I came across a group of men and women, and they were talking so spiritly, laughing, and they were just enjoying one another One another as they sat on the floor. They were just sitting on the floor. They had their, the women had their purses, the men, you know, everybody looked lovely. And I thought that was fascinating. So I stopped and we started to talk and they loved my Puerto Rican Spanish, by the way. They were so encouraging. They were like, oh my God, it's so cute. We love it. Keep talking. And I was like, but you guys speak so beautifully. And they're like, no, so do you. They were so loving. And... So after we spoke for some time, I asked them if they wanted to come to the U.S. Like, did they have that, that dream or that hope? And they shook their heads. Every single one of them said no. And one of them said in Spanish, every day after work, our friends meet here. We talk, we laugh, and we watch the sunset. Not everybody wants to go to the U.S. Having time with loved ones is more important to us. Wow, that hit my heart. And I have never forgotten those people. And after sharing our goodbyes, I was heading back to the hotel and I couldn't get out of my mind. I thought for a long time, what do you want to matter most? 